Praise the Lord. Come on, we knew better than that. Come on, praise the Lord. What a mighty God we serve who is worthy to be praised. God is faithful. God is amazing. And we're just happy about knowing who God is in our lives. Um, this morning, it's kind of imperative that, first of all, happy Father's Day to all the fathers in the house today. I realize it's not um, happy single parents day, but it's happy Father's Day. And so, therefore, the fathers who are here, um, we bless you for being, um, prayerfully, you were not, you were more than a father, but you was a daddy. Uh, anyone can father a child, but it takes a real man to daddy a child. So this morning, we're in a series called Power and Authority. And this today, we're going to talk about the measure of a man. So let's pray. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your people. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for fresh upon your word. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven revive your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency they might see through me to see your son. But, Father, in case they stop with your servant, please send your servant to a detour sign that I may shorten the way to the cross. Because God is absolutely nothing about me. This is completely all about you. God, I pray today for challenge. I pray for conviction. Oh, Lord, I pray for spirit of change. Your people are challenged and convicted by your word. They will be chained by the same power. Lord, let your spirit have the right of way today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The word power is the ability or capacity to do something or act in a particular way. The capacity or ability to direct or influence behavior of others or the course of action. Example, the power of speech. Genesis 3.20, Adam says to recall his wife Eve because she was the mother of all living things. 1 Peter 3, 7 said, Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heir together of the grace of life, that your prayer may not be hindered. Fellows, you want to love your wives, that your prayers will not be hindered, that God might be able to bless you. Also, guys, here's where you are. You have authority. You both have power, but God has given the man an extra piece, what's called authority. Authority is the right or power to give orders, make decisions, and enforce obedience. The power to influence others, especially because of one's commanding manner or one recognized knowledge about something. He has the natural authority of one who is being used to being obeyed. In our text this morning, Ruth chapter 3, we're going to go start at verse 8 for our message. God, thank you very much. Last week we talked about God will never leave you on empty. The three things God won't do. Ruth 8, 3 says, Ruth, um, I'm got you right there. We good. Stay there. Ruth chapter 3, verse 8 says, Now it happened at midnight that the man was startled and turned himself, and there was a woman was lying at his feet. How many of you guys know that if you, s- you wake, go to sleep at night and someone's lying at your feet, you'll, you'll be someone who will startle you. But take, take this, this quote I got. This quote says, imagine a man so focused on God, the only reason he looked up to see you is because he heard God say, that's her. Boaz was at the dressing floor 
after the harvest. He was a man of complete character. Verse 9 says this. He says to Ruth, who are you? So she answered, I am Ruth, your maidservant. Take your wings, for you are a close relative. The phrase take your wings mean that there's a law in, in, in Hebrew, in the custom of the children of Israel, that if someone dies and there's not an heir, the next closest relative, male relative, must date, or must not date, but marry that widow that, that the line, that the lineage keeps living. Because of, because of, of Minion had died, it was up to the next closest relative of the Imelech's family to marry the widow. Here's the issue with this. In, order, in, in marrying the widow, that means if you had a child, your child now becomes secondary to the first child of the one with this other man's wife. So therefore, your, 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 your heritage is split. So, Bo, so here's something. First thing you want to realize is that you want to measure his character. You want to measure of his character. Word character is a noun. It means the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. In other words, how are you going to, how are you going to act? What's your mental and moral distinctives? What are you going to do when, 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 when it's the chips fall down? What are you going to do when stuff seems to hit you? Ruth 3 and 10 says this here. Says, he said, blessed are you of the Lord, my daughter, for you have shown more kindness of, at the end than of the beginning, in that you did not go after a young man, rich or poor. Look at this, this, this phrase here. Um, a real man, this is, I love this here, a real man gives up a one-night stand for a woman he can't stand one night without. Boaz has character. He had the kind of character. Now, the text says that Boaz had just having, finished having a celebration. He had a celebration, and he was um, commentary. Some, some theologians say he was kind of drunk. Some say he was just happy. Whatever it was, he wasn't in his full, full um, intellectual capacity, should I say. A lot of men would say at this point in time, it's time to um, say your self-control is not there. But Boaz was that not kind of man. The Bible says this here in Ecclesiastes. It says, better is the end of a thing than the beginning of it. And the patient in spirit is better than what? Better than the proud in spirit. Here's, a, here's another phrase I picked up. Conduct is the best proof of what? Best proof of your character. Look, 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 look what he says in verse 11. He says, now my daughter, do not fear. You know why she has a moment to fear? What she had to do was, Naomi told her to go, and I want you, I want you to go back home, I want you to read verses 1 to 8. Told her to go, get dressed up, put perfume on, look real, don't put no um, dungeon, don't put no deep blue jeans on, don't put no rags. No, no, this time, she, Naomi said, go to the good Look like you got something. In other words, see, being a widow, you wore widow garb. You wore, you wore stuff like a widow. You wore like, you let everybody know I'm a widow. I'm not happy. But she told the day, put some nice clothes on. Put some regular clothes on. Get some perfume on you. Fix your hair. Put some makeup on. Then go see Boaz and lift up his feet and put your, put, put your body next to his leg. Now, brothers, yeah, <laughs> 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 
you're a little happy, you're in your fifties, and a tenderoni is by your thigh. Lord Jesus. And she goes, I, w- I want you to cover me with your wings. Mercy. Self-control has to show up. He says here, you, he, said, he said, don't fear. I will do for you all that you requested. Listen here, for all the people in my town know that you're what? I might be happy, I might be drunk, I might be, I may not be in full context of my, where I am, but one thing I will do, because of my conduct, the next thing you want to get here, you want to understand here, the measure, after you measure his character, his conduct, because see, you can have someone have can have character, which means they're mental and moral distinctives, but conduct means, this is what conduct means, conduct means the manner in which a person behaves. Mental and moral distinctives is one thing. I mean, you say, these are things I will govern my life. But conduct says, now that you have things to govern your life, do you act those things out? Especially on particular occasions or in a particular what? Context. If his character was right, his conduct should be what? But I mean, sometimes when in particular situations, our character does not match our what? Conduct. Man, he had, he had a very good excuse. I was happy. I was drunk. How many? Come on, guys. Let's get. How many back in our, in, our, in, our, in our latter days used that phrase? I was drunk. I knew what I was doing. It was dark. <laughs> it was late in the evening, <laughs> and the sun was going down. <laughs> but Boaz, being a man of what of character and conduct, the, 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 next, the next verse we have. The next verse says here. Now it's true that I am a close relative. However, there is a relative closer than I. Now, Boaz could have went ahead and did what he had to do. But no, being a man of character and conduct, he said, no, according to the law, there's someone who's closer to me. There's someone who, who has the right to this property and land and to you. But I must first give this opportunity. If not, I have, I, have, I have violated the rules or violated the structure of the law. Look at this quote I got. I thought it was pretty cool. Things you do when no one's looking are the things what? Boaz was by himself in the threshing floor with a gorgeous young woman uncovering his thigh and her body next to him. And Boaz says, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Psalms 101 says this here. I'm finding my way down the road of what? Of how long before you show up? I'm doing the very best I can. I'm doing it where? Boaz could have done something. This was Boaz's dressing floor. Brother Brock is what he owned. Boaz was a very influential man. When you first meet Boaz in chapter 2, and I'll teach that on Wednesday night, great man of wealth, great man of rich, great man of riches, could literally have done whatever he wanted to do with anyone because he was that kind of man, he was that kind of man of power. 
But Boaz chose to do the right thing at the right time and at the right place. You can do a whole lot of things in the public square, but what you do at home is what defines you. You can pray and, and, and be here and say, I do this and I do that. You can do things. But what do you do when no one's looking? What do you do when you're home? When, do, do your kids know you're a man of God? Do your wife know you're a man of God? Are you doing the things in your life that defines you when no one's looking? Psalms 101, it's the text, it says, I'm finding my way down the road of right living. <sighs> Guys, it's, it's hard. Let's get real. Men, is it hard being right? And you got to find your way down the road. And some of you say, Lord, where? He says, how long before you show up? <laughs> God, I'm struggling where, where you're at. Because I'm doing what? The very best I can. And Lord, I tell you, guess what? I'm doing it in front of those who mean the most, my family, my kids, my wife, because that's really my legacy. Who cares if, I, if I'm famous on the outside and I'm a terror on the inside? Who cares if the world give me accolades and, 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 and give me tons of applause, but my own kid and wife does despise when I walk into the door? The true measure of man is how he handles himself at home, not just in the public square. Um, First Peter 1.15 says, but as he who called you is what? You also must be what? In all your what? Conduct. Because it's written, be what? Well, I am who? You can't use the excuse, well, pastor, I was kind of, you know. No, you ought to be what? Holy. It, it, it's amazing to me, one thing I'm finding out, um, I'm, I'm going through a book on discipleship through the Sykes, and I'm finding out something. People want to be saved, but they don't want to be discipled. People want to know the Lord, but don't want to be don't want no one to don't, but doesn't do not do not want people to follow them. In order to be a true disciple of Jesus, He says, "Come and what." Follow me. What has happened is we've taken discipleship and said discipleship is teaching. But true biblical discipleship is people saying, come and follow me. But I'm, I can guarantee you today that no one in here today is saying we want anybody to follow their life. No, 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 don't do, don't do that. Well, that you're missing what discipleship is. Look at this, this next, I found this quote. My name is what? I am related to what? We should hang out what? What discipleship is. And that's something I'm, I'm going to be looking during the, during the season of consecration. We're going to really be driving, drill, drilling down. Um, if I'm consistent... I should be able to take young Steve and say, come follow me. Watch my life. Watch how I pray. Watch how I study. And not be worried about what he sees because I'm consistently trying to be what? Holy. You sister should be able to take another sister and, and walk with her and, and 
if they come. But see, we live in a society where people say, well, don't judge me. No, well, I'm, if you're a disciple, then I'm supposed to be walking with you. Therefore, I, I should be judging your life because you're, I'm your disciple. I'm your disciple. But we live in a life where people don't want to be judged or want to be followed. And therefore, we are so inconsistent people where one Christian acts one way, another Christian acts no, because no one really wants to live their life in a way that someone wants to follow them. I mean, ask yourself a question. Would anybody want to follow you? Would anybody, would anybody want to be discipled by you? Are you living your life behind the scenes in such a way that if I say, you know what, you know what? Jerry, take Steve. Call him every single day. Hang out with him. Would you stress out? Would you be, uh, uh, Pastor, uh, you're getting kind of serious now, dog. What you doing? Well, Jesus said, follow me. Paul says, follow me as I follow We live in a society now where following somebody means look at my teaching, but don't look at my life. That is completely different from what this, here's a man that was consistent, so this is my next point, is the measure of his consistency. The story that, that this, stay this night, look, look what he does. Stay this night, and in the morning it shall be that in which he will perform the duty of, of a close relative for you. Good. He said, hey, listen here, stay this night. Don't go out in the streets. It's late. Don't, don't want it to happen to you. But this, this, this is the important part of the text. It shall be that if, he, he said, and in the morning, it shall be that if he will perform the duty of a close relative for you, good. He said, listen here. So then he said, I'm not going to touch you, Ruth, because I'm not going to break the vow. Because in those days, see, see, it's much different in those days than it is now. See, in those days, if you had sex with somebody, you automatically would was married to them. It's consummated the marriage. The sex meant marriage. Unless you were a woman of the night. But sex meant marriage. He said, no, 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 we're not going to get, because some, some, some theologians said that him or, him or her got busy that night. Well, this verse here says no. They couldn't have got busy because he says here, there's someone else close, there's someone closer to me who has the right to you, and I'm not going to violate the law by having sex with you and being, and being your husband when there's someone who actually can do that. If he does that good, let him do it. But if he does not want to perform the duty for you, then I will what? As the Lord live, lay down until morning. He's a man of he's a measure of a man, the measure of his what? How does a man act consistently? He sometimes up, sometimes down. It's just it. The quality of achieving a level of performance which does not what? Very greatly. I mean, he's steady. I ain't crazy on Monday. Calm on Tuesday. Crazy on, well, that could be consistent. You're consistently crazy every other day. That, that might be consistent. <laughs> but consistency is a level of living, a level of understanding one's life. Boaz was consistently a man of honor. Next, this, this next verse, it says, so she laid at his feet until what? She had peace. Now listen now, this is a Moabite woman, Moabite woman, who lived in a, a very lustful land. Gorgeous, told him, I'll do whatever you say. She don't know the custom. The custom could have been whatever she, what custom could have been, well, um, let me try you out before marriage. She don't have a clue. 
she's, she's not from this culture. Whatever Boaz told her, she would have did. But no, he laid at his feet until what? The morning. And look what he does. This this, this why Boaz is a great, is a man of honor. He said, and she rose before, be, and she rose before one could recognize another. And he said, do not let it be known that the woman came to this resting place. Why? Because Ruth had a great reputation. And I didn't, I didn't put this in there, but in verse 15, he blessed her. Gave her six e-pods of barley. Give enough food for about a couple of months. Broke off. Young ladies, if, if the man you're dating doesn't take care of you before he marries you, he ain't worth nothing. You, 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 young ladies are, you young ladies are giving up too much from someone who gives too little. List this quote. A man that shows a woman what? Will never have to worry about her what? One reason why a lot of women kind of go, go up and down, guys, we go up and down. Sometimes I feel like a nut, sometimes I don't. See the problem? Sometimes you're just so inconsistent that your woman doesn't understand how loyal to you, how loyal are you to her. Boaz made it real clear. Ruth, I respect you. I would not damage your name not make you beneath who you are. And whenever you're in my presence, I will bless you. Psalms 119 says this here. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep what? I love this text when I was studying it. Deacon Paul, Dave was saying because of the word of God, my feet want to do something. <laughs> but God's word says, you know, you really shouldn't do that. And because of the word, that I may keep your what? Word. I have not departed from your judgment. But it's my natural evil tendency to do wrong. Because David said, in sin, it was I what? Conceived. Joe said, man born of woman ain't got but a few days, and them days are full of what? So it's my natural tendency as a human being to do what? To do evil. But David said in, his one, in Psalm 119, he said, you know what? I restrained my feet from every evil way. I kept my feet planted by the river of waters. Because, Lord, I, I don't want to go any way that does not keep with your word. I have not departed. Word judgment means word. But I love what he says. But you have what? Taught me? For well, you, yourself, have what? How did God teach him? Through his word. His word comes forth in the spirit. See, when a man doesn't read God's word, he's not being taught by, by God. When a man's not in, in, engrossed or, or just not in, 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 it's not it's just not in, in, it's synced in and, and, and saturated with God's word, he will fall. He'll make up excuse after excuse trying to figure out why. All you need is God's word. Let God teach you. We, 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 we had a group called 
D12. We first started, we had 20, 30, almost 30 guys. How many we got now, Brock? Five. 20, 30 guys. I've been absent some weeks because I had to go teach it, but I had, but I had Mr. Dunn. Every week, I, every week I wasn't there. Mr. There was someone always there. As it got longer and longer, so our 19, 18, 17, 16, 12, 11. Guys start dropping off. Because 6 in the morning was way too early. How come it's not too early on Monday morning? Why is it not too early on Tuesday or Wednesday morning? How come you have to go make your dollar 6 o'clock in the morning? It ain't too early. But when you need something that will affect your entire life from going astray, ah, it's too early. Some of you have great attendance awards, being at work on time, being showing up every day. But I couldn't get... 25 men to show up every single Sunday morning, which is last, which is last I checked, the Lord's Day. He said in Proverbs, from the rising of the sun to the going down the same, the word, the word, his name is word to be prayed. I mean, on Sunday is God's day from sun up to sun down. Most, let me tell you something. I don't plan nothing on Sunday. Nothing. Unless it's spiritual. Nothing. I'm open on it. Someone say, amen, God, come preach for me. I'm over there. Let's go. Put, why? Because Sunday is what? Keep it, I keep it over his day. So at 6 o'clock in the morning, guess what day it is? The Lord's Day. At 530, remember, at, at 12.02, what day is it? So you tell me, uh, Pastor, I restrained my what? How consistent are you? Last, I've been, I've been late on my reading. I've been kind of reading so much, I got late on my reading. So, so yesterday, Sister Palmer, I spent two hours catching up on most of my reading. My, D, my, my, my five, six, my, 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 my F260. Literally, I read like 20 days of reading. Because why? I got to be consistent. I read books, I read my devotion, and... F260 is, is, is another one of my devotions. I have devotion I do every day, every, every day. F260 is another one I read because I got these guys. But so I sometimes I got my normal routine and I forget to do F60 and I'm behind. But I told these guys I'm going to be with them. So yesterday I got caught up. I'm, I'm seven days short of being caught up completely. I read a whole month, a whole month yesterday. Why? Because I must keep my feet from going what? You got to do what you got to do. Here's something, guys. Check this out. Do not pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult life. Let me tell you something. Boaz had to wait all night long. He was trying to decide, what should I do? Should I be right? Guys, there were nights you will face nights like Boaz. You have to decide, should I do the right thing or should I do the wrong thing? There's those times in your life that prayer is the only thing 
that will get you through the night. Without prayer, you will die. Without prayer, you'll miss the opportunity to have your lives change. Do not pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. Let me show you how it, what it looks like to pray. Life hits us in such a way that the only thing we can do is pray. The only strength we can find is through prayer. This time, guys, if you are ready to really release, maybe you're not measured up in your character. Maybe you're not being measured up in your conduct. Maybe you're just inconsistent. I want to pray for you. This morning, if you're here, you need prayer. The only source of power you have is prayer. You come on up so I can pray for you. I want to pray that God will, will allow you to measure to his standard. Not the standard of this world, but God's standards. The world's standard is too low, so many of you hear this. This is for the men. You're here this morning. I don't want you to pray for the easy life. Nah, it's what the world says. But I want to pray this much. You have the strength to endure the life that God gives you. If any man this morning wants prayer, come on down. I can pray. Come on down here. Come on down. I can pray for you this morning. I want to pray for any man here who needs prayer. Come on down if you need prayer. Come on down to the altar. I want to pray that that today that you end with with with. I'm not forcing you to come down if you you need is prayer. What counts is, is what changes a man's life and man's heart. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we don't want to pray for an easy life. That's a life of the world. But Lord, today we want to pray that we can handle the life that you've given us. Whether it's a difficult one, God, or a travailing one, God, whatever that life is, God, we want to handle that life to your glory and to your honor. Help us, God, be men of character. Help us, God, be men of holy conduct. And in the name of Jesus, help us be men who are consistent to you and your word. We're not ashamed of who you are. We're not ashamed of your glory. We're not ashamed of saying, I am a man and a child of God. Help us, God, today to understand our roles. Help us become the men like Boaz. In the midst of a test, when lust should have been the card of the day, Boaz said, not me. I will stand on my integrity even when evil is right there. Waiting for me to stumble. But instead of stumbling, I'll trust you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, these men who are at this altar, you bless them. You guide them. Not the preacher or the deacon, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing 
in the need of prayer. And I'm coming here, God, to ask you today for these men. Bless them. Guide them. Give them everything they need. Let them measure up to your, let them measure up to how you see them. They're the apple of your eye. They're fearfully, wonderfully made. Last time I checked, they are blessed to be a blessing. Bless them right now. And God, there's anyone in the side of my room who doesn't know you today as their Savior. Anyone needs to come back and be part of the church family. Anyone who wants to be part of our church, please, at this time, just raise your hand. I need to be part of this church. I'm tired of running around. I need, I need to have God. Father, bless this time together with you. Bless this moment. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on, give God some praise this morning.